0: we're not defined by our jobs and we're not defined by the amount of calls we have on our calendar. And so, you know, while work is really important, like make sure there's enough time for like you to be you, you know, and you to have time for yourself. So get it together.
1: From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing up the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want.
2: This is the experience a day in the life podcast Welcome to part one in the two-part Get It Together series. In this episode, we're going to experience a day in the life, hour by hour, of Lauren Berger, the CEO of Intern Queen and author of her book, Get It Together. One common theme with Lauren's day is how much she values her time and in return values the time of her employees and partners. With so many tasks to be done, she has to run a tight ship and stay focused. Let's learn how she's constantly working towards getting it together in her daily routine so you can too. Let's get right into the day.
1: It's 7 a.m. on a Friday morning in Los Angeles, and Lauren is waking up to a jam-packed calendar for the day. First up is a training call for Tommy Hilfiger, college ambassadors led by her staff. Today on the agenda as a whole, she's got internal meetings, external calls, and interviews regarding different facets of intern queen, from sales and marketing to processes and logistics to design and production. She lives and dies by her Outlook calendar, so much so that she even blocks out LB time to make sure that she gets done what she needs to accomplish. Let's meet Lauren and learn more about Intern Queen, Career Queen, and the Intern Queen Agency.
0: I'm Lauren Berger. I'm the CEO and founder of internqueen.com, careerqueen.com, the Intern Queen Agency and author of three books. The most recently is Get It Together. And um, as far as a description of my company, so I oversee um, the Intern Queen and Career Queen brands. And our goal is to help connect people with their dream careers. So we do that through our two media sites, Intern Queen and Career Queen, where you can go get free advice and internship and job opportunities. And then also through our Intern Queen Campus Marketing Agency, where we help connect brands Uh, that are interested in marketing to that 18 to 24-year-old demographic with our amazing, ambitious students. We have a campus ambassador program so that students who are really passionate about the Intern Queen brand can help us get you know, get out there and tell their friends that Intern Queen and Career Queen are two great sites that exist. And in return, we try to give them great career related experiences, whether it's helping them write for a blog, or maybe they'll help us organize a party, or we'll schedule a call with them and their, you know, dream company. So it's kind of like a you scratch our back, we scratch yours um, relationship there. So everything that I do, uh, the goal is to help people get you know, from from A to B.
2: So the training call at 7 a.m. is with the Intern Queen staff and the students from the Intern Queen network who are accepted to be Tommy Hilfiger campus ambassadors. Through this program, Intern Queen coordinates in-store events with their partners, in this case, Tommy Hilfiger, to get more college students in the door. You aren't on this
1: call, but it's on your calendar, why?
0: Yeah, so I have a team right now of 10 people that work for me at Intern Queen. And everyone is pretty new. So like I, there's one person that's been at the company for two years. Every, And then maybe one that's been there for almost a year. Everyone else has literally not worked there for more than five months. So I'm in this phase where like I'm trying to not be a crazy micromanager, but also trying not to like let go to the point of like <laughs> no return. So. <laughs> right. I'm trying to find that middle ground. So I do try to tell my new team members to include me on calls. So sometimes... If I don't have too many other things going on, I'll dial in just to listen a little bit because I like to keep an eye on like how my team is talking to people and give them feedback when I can. And then I also like to introduce myself to the students and just kind of say, "Hey guys, like I'm the intern queen," and get them really pumped up and make sure they know that this isn't just like a one-off ambassadorship that they're going to have an ongoing relationship with myself and my brand. um, Hopefully for the rest of their professional career. So um, that's why it's on my calendar. So that like if I can pop in, I will. Um, Or if I'm really busy that morning, then I'll be like, no, you can't be everywhere. Just do your work.
1: (laughs) As far as partnerships go, Lauren hustles to land the relationships that she wants and that her students will be on board with. How the partnership with Tommy Hilfiger came about, Lauren told us, was after cold calling and pitching for about a year and some change, she finally got the green light to work with them. Multiply that process over and over, and that's a sliver of what a day is like in Lauren's life. Persistence and follow-up is key.
0: Right now, our clients are everyone from like on the fashion side. We have like Tommy Hilfiger, Michael Kors, um, Rag & Bone is new and cool. Um, On the like food side, we have Safeway Grocery Stores, uh, Keurig, Pete's Coffee. Our um, first sports team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Sometimes we work with Lifetime Network So uh, we work in beauty with like Essie Nail Polish, Estee Lauder. And what kind of companies am I looking for? I'm looking for big established brands that are trying to connect with college students, but having a hard time for some reason. So like an Estee Lauder is a good example of like a great brand, but people look at it and they think, oh, that's my mother's brand. Like they don't think of it as theirs. And I I, I love that challenge of trying to connect the dots. Um, Belk Department Stores is a big client of ours that I love working with. And then also looking for clients that can that can spend money on it. It's hard to grow your business when you're working with small budgets. So I'm also looking for brands that like are not just going to like throw a little bit of money at campus marketing and then like stop right? You want companies that can really see this as an investment and really see the value in it. Otherwise, it's like you're just doing a bunch of hard work and then you're not going to renew the deal anyways.
2: It's now 8 a.m. and Lauren is on an internal call regarding email blasts and business processes. As she mentioned, her team is relatively new, but she still has a business to run. So she likes to have these red flag calls to talk about any issues or uncertainties the staff has about a particular task.
0: An issue that we were having is that our new social media lead was never trained, and we kind of figured this out in, in not the best way, but she was never trained on um, email blast sponsorships, which is one way that we make money. You know, brands want to send out an email blast to our whole network about whatever they're they're selling. And so we closed a deal, um, we closed an advertising deal, and then we realized, uh-oh, like no one on our team knows how to do this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, kind of threw the red flags in the air. And we try to like w- that's something that we're also trying to do is especially with internal calls. Like why do you need thirty minutes? Like spit it out, mm-hmm. right? Like fifteen minutes. You don't need to waste your day. So this was like a quick fifteen minute call with me, sales girl from Chicago, our head of operations, who's on every process related call, and then our social media lead, where we kind of went through the process of like how this should work when we have an ad deal come in and um, just like answered any questions.
1: So building on that, you have rules for internal meetings so that they're productive as possible. Would you mind sharing those with us?
0: Yeah. Some of those rules are like, one, have an agenda, especially in an, usually you have an agenda if it's with a client, right? right? Because you're trying to like, you're trying to look good. You're trying to look really organized and put together. Um, But I found that with internal meetings, we never had an agenda and we would get so derailed and so off track because- with a company like Intern Queen, where you make money a hundred different ways and there's so many things going on, like it's just so easy to get sidetracked, mm-hmm. right? And like we, if we wanna run a productive business, we can't get sidetracked all the time. So um, that's really important. And then I also do something where I'm like, whoever's leading the call. So like even on this call, I was like, all right guys, I'm gonna read through all of my notes. I'm gonna you know, talk about the problem, the process. And as soon as I'm done talking, you guys can answer any questions. What I noticed um, last year was that I would start going through items on the agenda and like people would just start with their ideas. And so 20 Mm -hmm. minutes has gone by and I'm on like item two. So now my new rule is like whoever's leading the call has to get through all of their speaking points and then other people can speak up.
1: Now it's 8.15 and Lauren has a call with Catherine, the business development and sales manager based out of Chicago. On this call, they were discussing the progress of their monthly sales goals. The numbers for this month were not as strong as last month, so they were having a conversation about strategies on how to address that. Goal setting and measuring is huge for Lauren, which we'll get into more depth in part two. So be sure to listen to that next so you can do the same. So the conversation
0: was like, okay, like, let's look back at our plan. And let's see, like, what's the plan versus what's actually happening? And how can we tweak this um, to make it stronger? And um like, one thing that we identified in that call was that we weren't converting a lot of emails into calls. And so I, I don't know if this is going to work. But in that conversation, we said, well, maybe we're not customizing these emails enough. Maybe we're not experimenting with the subject line. Maybe we're not paying attention. Maybe we're not paying enough attention to the emails that we are getting back and like what we said to those people that's, you know, generating a a positive response. So it was a productive conversation.
2: It's now 830 and she's got two calls back to back. The first was supposed to be a soft phone screen with someone who could help manage college marketing and events. The reason I say supposed to is because the person didn't end up making the call. The reason we say potential is because she's not currently hiring at the moment, but she never knows when she could land a big deal that could require her to staff up. That's why she's always a recruiting, always thinking ahead.
0: So at Intern Queen, you know, we don't have any investment money. I want to make that clear. So. When you are bootstrapping a small business, like you have to learn how to do a lot with a little. And it's tricky because so if I get like a huge deal tomorrow with Walmart, right, a dream client, and they're going to spend $200,000 with me over the course of four months, like (laughs) fan-freaking-tastic, but... I'm going to need more employees. So instead of like just interviewing when I'm hiring, um, I'm really trying to like focus on recruiting so that I'm having interesting conversations. And I try to be really open with people and let them know like we are not currently hiring, but I do think it's like, you know, a, a good use of our time for us to talk because based on my track record, I might be hiring in a month.
1: The second call at 845 was to connect with another female entrepreneur who also runs another job platform. The call has been a couple months in the making, which Lauren told us she felt bad about having to reschedule so many times. But at the same time, she has to focus on her own priorities.
0: Because I feel like I, I, I've had other people, like other female entrepreneurs, I've, I've reached out and said, hey, I'd love to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And they've been jerks to me, you know, like, mm. nope, I'm too busy for you. Sorry. Right. And I don't like that in a world of like female empowerment. I think it's weird. Um, but at the same time, I understand that like we, people are busy and you can't just like put something on your calendar out of nowhere that makes no sense and doesn't like align with your goals. Right.
2: It's 9 a.m. Lauren and her team are on a call with a client to discuss an email blast partnership that we talked about earlier. 15 minutes later was another internal call with Alexis at Intern Queen regarding updates to the Hallmark deck. What does a deck include? What, What do you actually mean by that?
0: Yeah, so um, Hallmark is a great partner of ours, and we did, they sponsored a speaking tour of mine, like a college speaking tour, um, when my book Get It Together came out. So um, she was putting together like a recap deck of all the cool stuff that we did for them. So, kind of like a shared PowerPoint with um, pictures and video and testimonial from all the students that, um, you know, kind of went on this ride with us. And it's great for us internally to have kind of as a case study, you know, how many people did we reach? How many people posted on social? Yada, yada. And um, really important for us to paint the picture for the client so that they ideally look at it and say, wow, like this was really cool what we achieved and we want to work with them again.
1: Now it's 10 a.m. and Lauren is headed to a recording studio to record the audiobook of her new book, Get It Together, which is out now. We share some advice from this book and her other books in part two. So stay tuned. What inspired you to write this book and just a little synopsis of the book?
0: Yeah, so with the new book get it together. Um at, you know my so my first book came out in 2012. It was about internships. And my second book came out in 2014. It was about jobs. And so when I was trying to think of what's the next book going to be, you know, what's the evolution here? And I felt personally like this topic of being too busy for our own good um, was just like popping up in my life in all kinds of ways. Everyone is just so busy being busy. And I felt like instead of the common exchange being, how are you? I'm good. It was, how are you? Busy, crazed, Mm. slammed, running around like a chicken with my head cut off, you know, and everyone was just bragging about how busy they were and busy had turned into this badge of honor. And so I really wanted to like get in there and debunk that and find ways for all of us to get out of our own way and feel better, maybe even happy at the end of the day instead of so busy and overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and all those words we use to describe the state of being these days. So so that's what Get It Together is about. So it's a bunch of uh, quick, tangible tips so that people can
1: get it together at work and at home. I love that so much. I read it. I apply the tips you have in the book literally today.
2: Tell us about recording. What was that like?
0: Yeah, this was my first time doing it. So with Get It Together, I tried to be really adamant because I was um, kind of mad at myself for not pushing it more with the first book. So I was like, can I be the reader? Hello. And they said that I needed to audition because I'd never done this before. So I put myself on tape for five minutes reading the book, which was actually much harder than I thought it would be. It was exhausting reading five minutes, but I did get the part. So I was able to play myself. Um, And so... I had four three-hour sessions and Friday was actually the last one. And I would just like sit in this closet. Basically, it was like a soundproof closet at this audio company. And um, you just sit there and your book's on like an iPad and there's a microphone there and you read it. And um, the producer sits on the other side of the booth and like over an intercom, she'll be like, go back and read that. Or you swallowed. I heard it. Read it again. (laughs) You're rustling with your pants under the table and you're like, ooh, she hears me. (laughs) That's funny. It's exhausting, though. I mean, you're just basically, like, reading out loud for, I mean, for three hours, and we would take, like, one 15-minute break. But the people were so nice, and um, it was a really, uh, it was a very pleasant experience.
2: Now it's 1 p.m., and from the studio, Lauren heads home for some LB time, a.k.a. Lauren time to get her own projects done. She lives very close to her office in L.A., by the way, so her commute is next to nothing. But first, another red flag process call with the intern queen team and the operations consultant out of Denver.
0: Her job is basically to make sure that we have processes, A, and that we follow them, B, and like that, see, they're kind of like policed and that if there's any part of the process that's not easy, we really dig into why, right? Because it's usually like if there is a process and you have good people, usually if there's a problem, it's not related to a person. It's related to like some part of the process not working. When companies pay to post internships on our site, it's tricky because they don't pay a lot of money. And if they're not a really cool well-known company, they can have a hard time finding candidates because students are scanning for companies they know. So it can be hard when you have a small business that's looking for interns on our site, they might not find anybody and you want everyone to have a successful experience. So that conversation was about like okay, what can we do internally to help enhance the process so that people either walk away and say wow, I had a great experience, I found someone. Or even if like it's us refunding their money and just saying, hey, like we appreciate the business, but you're just not a fit for our site.
2: All right. So next, let's talk about LB time.
0: So something that I've been trying to do in my day, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, is basically not do calls after 1 p.m. Pacific time. But I mean, the issue that I run into a lot, and I talk about this and get it together, is that I have a task list. And at Intern Queen, we actually have like a shared project. We call it our project plan. Um, and it's basically like a shared task list of what everyone has to do in the deadline, right? And then we highlight like red or green if you're either on deadline or red if you're if you've missed your deadline. And so I'll have all of these things in my project plan to do, but like you see my mornings, right? like I don't have any time to do them. so. What ends up happening is that I have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, fine, and I'll have to do some of my project plan tasks for two hours so that I get a head start of my day. But then, as you saw, between like 8.30 and 1, I'm on the phone all day. I literally like, I can't do anything. Right. When it comes to projects that I need to focus on, which is usually like in the afternoon, I want to like, I'll I'll usually set my timer on my phone for 20 minutes to get through whatever emails there are. If there's an email that I can't get through in like two minutes, I just add it to my project plan to get to later and get to later. Um, cause I have other things that are Higher priority, um, but again, with a lot of my like task lists, there are things that I need to focus on, and I find that I do better at home. What if I have to send out a hundred sales emails? Like that's something where I need to like rock out to some like rap music and like get in the zone. I mean, sending out a hundred emails takes a minute, so that is my attempt. At doing my own tasks. (laughs) So, a lot of times I'll go in the office until like lunchtime. I just like come home and I like get in the zone. And that way I'm still on Slack with my team, but it's not like
1: Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Another item on her long-term project plan is her YouTube content, which you can find on YouTube if you search Intern Queen or Lauren Berger. Her channel is full of tips, tricks, and advice on how to succeed in your career no matter what stage you're at. It takes a lot of effort to put those videos together, as you guys know. So what she told us was that every six weeks, they'll shoot 10 to 13 videos in one sitting after solidifying the topics in a brainstorming session with the Intern Queen team.
0: I don't script them at all, but I'll come up with like three points that I want to cover in each video. So we'll just block one day from like 8.30 in the morning till about 2.30 in the afternoon. And we have a video crew that comes either to our office or to my house. And, you know, I change clothes between every video and we like change up the set a little bit and we just like shoot all of them and we go to town and then our, our video team. So it is outsourced. Uh, they do all the editing. Then they send it to us. Everyone on, well. Uh, Alexis, who does social, myself and um, Leslie, who does our operations, we all uh, proof the videos and then usually they go back to the editor one final round and then they're good to go. And we try to like schedule them out so that it's not like an everyday task.
1: So on this particular day, she didn't listen to her no calls after 1 p.m. rule because on this day at 2 p.m., she had some calls regarding a new directive she's experimenting with for Career Queen and a potential new podcast partnership with Dear Media.
2: So the first call was with the associate director of talent and people operations at Small Girls PR. That's a boutique PR agency in New York, right? Can you tell us about that?
0: I just think they're super cool. Like they just seem to be very like on trends. They've been around a while, but um they I saw that they were hiring and so one of the th- one of the things that I'm trying to do is that uh, we launched careerqueen.com and um Our goal for Q1 is to test a boutique recruitment service. So we're basically going out to marketing, communications, PR, fashion companies and saying, Hey, are you hiring? Not like for a thousand people, but are you hiring like a handful of people, you know, one to five people for like entry to junior level positions? And if they say yes, we just want them to give us an opportunity to test our network. So the idea being that like if small girls PR is looking for an account coordinator, the idea is that can we go back to this network of intern queen people that have been using our site for 10 years? You know, we have 10 years worth of data, basically. But can we email these people and say, hey, I know you you used intern queen when you were in college. Are you looking for a job? Because here's something cool. Because my gut is that we have some really great people in our network. Well, I know we do, right? But it's like, will, will that work is the question. And I I don't know yet. We're testing it. So I was talking to small girls PR about kind of like testing with us and they're open to it, which is great. Um, so that's what that call was. And then Dear Media, um, that's a podcast network. Uh, we are... Well, we have a podcast called Get It Together, but we haven't launched it yet. We have five episodes that are done, and each topic is a workplace topic. We just haven't done anything with it yet, and I'm not sure if we're going to launch it on our own, or you guys know about this, but uh, or do it through like a, a network. So, Dear Media, they're they're behind a lot of the female entrepreneur um, networks. They're owned by DBA, the influencer agency. So, um, we're just like talking to them to see if it's a fit to um to work together to launch a potential podcast.
2: It's now 3 p.m. and Lauren is working towards tackling tasks on her project plan. Intern Queen's hours of operations are from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., but that doesn't mean Lauren stops. At 4.30, she'll get ready to do a workout class by 5 and have dinner with her husband afterwards. Sometimes after dinner, she'll crack open her laptop and get right back to work. Other times, she'll spend more time with her husband or catching up on shows. Either way, she's always making a to-do list for the next day
0: you know, my day is quote unquote busy, you know, just like everybody else's, but you know, it's really important to like find time for yourself to, to focus and what you heard me talk about doing, but also like, you know, go work out and like go release that stress in a healthy way. And, you know, I, even though I'm the CEO of my own business and with that comes a lot of like guilt about, you know, always working or not working, but I really do try to focus on like not working and me getting a chance to be me. You know, we're not, we're not defined by our jobs and we're not defined by the amount of calls we have on our calendar. And so, you know, while work is really important, like make sure there's enough time for like you to be you, you know, and you to have time for yourself. So get it together.
2: So you just experienced a day in the life of the intern queen, but how does one actually become a successful entrepreneur? In part two of the Get It Together series, join us as we go through Lauren Berger's career journey and experiences leading up to where she is today. Lauren spent all of her undergrad hustling hardcore, and by hustling, I mean 15 internships in four years. How did she do it? Listen to part two for more. Stay tuned. At Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's xaditl.com slash share dash my dash a
1: Thanks for listening. Head over to xadiddle.com. That's xaditl.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Beau and Matt with 1T Poe.
2: If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.